It is your classic metal show right here on the classicmetalshow.com. Started off the show tonight, we heard something from Ron Keel with Fight Like a Band. And then we heard something from uh, One Night Live Dockin' with uh, Mick Brown on lead vocal singing Tooth and Nail. And the guy who brings the uh, teeth and the nails to the show, my good friend and partner, Chris Aiken. What's going on, Chris? Hey, man. What's happening? We're- <laughs> so enthusiastic not in the mood to do this tonight to really? be honest all right well let's uh call it a night then believe me if ron wasn't coming on at 10 i would have called you and said fuck this not in the mood but really really what's going on nothing nothing at all just sick of sitting in the fucking chair <laughs> <laughs> well I, are, I, are you at least getting out of the house and go for a walk or something i did i went i went out on um thursday i think Wednesday, Thursday. I, I'm losing track of days now. One day They're just all- kind of rolls into another. I, I can't tell if this is Saturday or Monday. And they all fucking run together. But I, I went out on Thursday. I went out to um, Billy Morris's place for um, picked up some ribs. So, yeah, I actually did venture like far out and went out, checked out Audio Base Studios, you know. So, I yeah, I'm getting out a little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Well, maybe you should just get out and, you know, get some fresh air. I mean, if you don't go to a location per se, just get out and take a short walk. Or maybe I should just eat a bullet and end it quickly. (laughs) Is it that bad already? I'm just fucking sick of everybody. I'm sick of people. I'm sick well, of well, fucking why, why, why do you pay attention to social media, which is... I'm, 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 not, I'm not. I Believe me, I'm not. I just... I. I I'm becoming that agoraphobic guy that just hates fucking people. Well, yeah, I, I've, I, I've been there for years already. You already know that. I, I'm at the point now that if somebody, you know, if my neighbor waves to me, you know, when I'm getting my mail or something. You're putting your house just, up for sale. <laughs> you know, he, like he waved to me today and he, he's like, hey, Chris, how you doing? And I'm, I'm just like, why are you fucking talking to me? <laughs> Well, that was like me in the grocery store a few weeks ago when the guy said, hey, man, how's it going? It's like, who the fuck are you, shitwad? It's like, just fucking leave me it's alone. Like I've Go seen, away. I've seen you at Kelsey's, man. It's like, I don't recognize you at all. Why are you even talking to me? Mm-hmm. I know. It's like, even if I do recognize you, it doesn't mean I want to speak <laughs> to you. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, Chris, I, I remember... Not uh, long ago, I, I and when I mean not long ago, I mean like six or seven years ago, when mm-hmm. when you were in your dating jag, yeah, and I was telling you, and you were going, yeah, you know, I I don't get how you're so antisocial, and you know, I I'm nothing like you, and this and that, and I think you've surpassed me already. I'll, I'll admit to being wrong, very wrong. I should have known from that moment that I should not let people into my life. <laughs> But I do remember that time, though, because you were just like, dude, you you were so antisocial. You don't talk to anybody. You won't go out. You won't, you know, you won't hang out with people. And I don't get it. And 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 all of a sudden here here you are eight, eight years later, six, seven years later. You're like, oh, I fucking hate people. I just want to end it with a bullet. Well, the only difference is, is that once they do re- lift this ridiculous nonsense, I know for a fact that I'm going to get with some friends. I'm going to go to the bar and I am going to get really, really fucking silly. <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll be right back to where I usually am. I All think right. I'm just, you know, I'm cooped up. I'm sick of being cooped up. Sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. Even though you, so, so what is it? Is it, is it the fact that uh, you believe 
you need to be um, quarantined to your house or you just miss uh, the interaction with uh, people? I just want to go do stuff. I don't really want to interact with people either. I just want to just go and, you know, I wouldn't mind going and getting all fucked up and listening, <laughs> doing some karaoke and, you know, sitting with, with a couple of close friends and just doing shots all night or something. Right. Getting all fucked up, seeing if I can make it home in my car. <laughs> you know, the, the good stuff. The fun stuff. The fun stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, pal. You know, and instead it's instead it's a fucking world event that I drove 40 minutes to to get ribs. Well, did you, you know, see, did you see Billy when you I got did. your ribs? Yeah, I saw Billy. Fucking saw Todd. Made them both uncomfortable by refusing to fucking elbow bump and sticking <laughs> my hand out. Well, what did you do? Did you did you what, well, what did you do? Did you fist bump them? Did you try to oh. shake hands? Did you try to give them I a... Hands. I um, didn't give no options. I stuck my fucking hand out there. <laughs> and did they did they hesitate? Begrudgingly, they shook my hand. Because <laughs> they knew I'd have held it out in front of them for a fucking hour if they didn't. Yeah, well, but the funny thing is, is now that we're, you know, six or seven weeks deep and they've, you know kind of uh had enough time to kind of analyze the uh, data yeah. uh you well not you specifically but like at billy uh you know it, he's not in the quote unquote the danger demographic yeah and even if he was so what <laughs> you die you die jesus you know, i i just uh, i just can't you know i i get it he's out there he's doing his job you know, him and Todd, they're selling food and whatever. So they have to play. They have to play all the fake games. They've got lines drawn in the parking lot that are six feet apart. Yeah, and, yeah I noticed that. You know, and they, they, you know, they make everybody stand. And I walked. First of all, I parked in the parking lot, which you're not supposed to do. All right. You know, where, where everybody, where everybody's standing. I pulled my car right in there. <laughs> Fuck. This. You know. So then there's a bunch of people that are there and they're all in their masks and coats and, you know, gloves and yeah. all this shit. I didn't even wear a jacket. Yeah. Well, I, like, I, I'm with you there because, you know, I, I do venture out to the grocery store, you know, every five days or so. And, you know, the people that, uh, you know, I see a lot of people, not all, everyone, but a lot of people with the whole masks and the gloves and stuff. And I'm just like, all right. You know, we're we're not even in the quote unquote the hot zone per se. So the chances of you, you know, getting this virus is like like less than one percent. I would absolutely rather be dead than wear a mask around. Yeah. Sorry, I just would. If if the new way is wearing a mask, then kill me now. Right. Because I'm not gonna do it. I am not gonna do it. There's there's zero chance of this shit. Yeah. Well, I, I get it. And and believe me, I I wouldn't I wouldn't even think about wearing a mask either because it's just like okay, I I'm I don't have under any underlying health problems. I'm I'm not in the seventy year old range, which is seventy and above, as seems to be the seems to be the target of you know the as far as age range is concerned, and and uh, you know I'm not concerned. It's not a concern. So I, I just go do my thing and buy my groceries and go about my business. And I don't worry about anything. Look, if I get the COVID and die, the books are on the wall. <laughs> they fuck, they tell the story. The, the legacy's left. So fuck off, everybody. Yeah, pal. Just kiss my rotting ass goodbye. <laughs>
Bye-bye. Well, I would think that uh, with that attitude that you would be uh, kind of um, looking forward to, you know, letting out the uh, anguish of it all. Oh, I'm re- dude, believe me, I'm ready to just let go. I'm ready to just let loose. I'm going to get fucked up tonight. I'm Are telling you, you that. Now. Absolutely. I've already been drinking, and I'm going <laughs> to keep on drinking. I think I have another 12 or 13 beers in the fridge, and if I run out of that, I'm going to drink whatever Zachary has left me, which I think is just gin, but gin. I'll drink gin, which well, I hate. But Who, who brings gin into the house? Somebody brought it at one of the fucking parties. That's been a while. Dude, because I, I don't drink gin. Well, I don't either. I, it's just like, who no, the hell no. drinks gin? Uh, people from Gary. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of people from Gary over here. Right. But somehow it, it crept into the uh, man palace. I promise you it was at one of these parties and some <laughs> fucking jizz bag stole it out of their dad's cabinet because no, they knew it was I, the one I, thing no, nobody else would, play, would drink. Not a jizz bag, a gin bag. Gin bag, yeah. <laughs> Some gin blossom brought it for me. Thanks. Again, I, I don't even know who drinks gin. I mean, who, who drinks that? And what do you drink it with? I mean, I know a gin and tonic, but other than that, what the hell do you drink gin with? Gin and juice, baby. Is it? I guess. I don't know. Gin and juice is the, you know, I know the song, the Snoop Dogg song. Of course you do. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know very much about gin. I don't drink it. I, yeah, don't, like I, I it. don't either. I mean, uh, I used to date somebody like a long time ago that used to like uh, sapphire gin. Mm-hmm. But that was like drinking perfume. Yeah. When, when I was when I was in Arizona, we used to play this game called Jack's and we used to play with a. Uh, the gallon, and and the only reason we were drinking gin as as well as beef eater gin was because it was cheap as fuck. You could buy a gallon of it for about fourteen bucks, and and we used to buy a gallon of it. We used to play jacks and and be chugging gin, but that was the only, that was the only time I ever drank gin, and and I hated it. I always you know got just wicked hangovers from gin. So gin and tequila are my two almost never touches. Yeah, I don't do, I don't do tequila either. Cause right. First time I ever got drunk in my life, I was on tequila and, you know, I was just bombing. I I ran away from home at 14 or 13 or something and I stole a bottle of tequila and I was drinking it as I was walking through the woods. And then I got so fucked up that I was trying to walk home and I was staggering through the backyards and some some guys, um, what do you call those hot dog dogs? I don't know what those are. One of those little hot dog looking dogs, you know, little small ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dachshund. Dotson, yeah, little Dotson jumped up on me and I puked on it, and it <laughs> just it just started like a day's worth of puking to where I was puking out stomach bile and everything. I mean, it was just green, right? In thick ooze coming out after like three or four hours of puking. Phil ooze, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Phil oozing, right? But even now, that was fucking forty years ago or something, and um. You know, even now, I, I just can't, I can't drink tequila. Every time I even sniff it, I'm like, oh, I think about puking on that dog. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I hear you. I, I don't, uh, I don't drink gin. I don't drink tequila. Although, you know, when I was uh, out on the road uh, with Doc and back in the very par- early part of uh, uh, March, mm-hmm. uh, and we were at that Indian casino in, in El Paso, they, they had that Don Julio, which I guess is kind of a upper, upper shelf, top shelf, uh, tequila. 
I, I drank maybe a half of a shot and I got to admit it was, it was, it wouldn't be something I would drink per se, right. but mm-hmm. just tasting it, that stuff was amazingly, um, it just like absorbed in your mouth. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it, it was, it was just so smooth. And that of course is what Oni Logan was completely fucked up on. Uh, yeah. after the show, it was just like, holy shit. Cause I, when I went to talk to Oni, he was just like totally out of it, but, but tequila, he had, tequila will jump up at you, man. Yeah, that's for sure. But, but my, uh, you know, liquor of choice, uh, would be vodka, uh, Jack Daniels and, uh, periodically, boy, what would I drink? Um, uh, you know, wine. That's about it. Yeah, I'm mostly, I'm like 90% since I've been messing around with Kelly, it's gone, it's changed to about 60-40, but I'm probably 60% vodka, 40% whiskey. Right. You know, I drink a lot more whiskey with her than I ever did before, but (laughs) but, she loves, I've never seen a girl that could drink that much whiskey. It's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's it's always a battle to see which one's going to be too fucked up first. Right. (laughs) She does. She throws them back. I mean, we get together and, the, you know, I, I, I joke about it, but it's true. We, we drink mixed drinks and we do shots and chase them with mixed drinks. We do shots of fireball and we chase them with either she does Jack and water. I do Jack and Coke and we do a whole bottle of each every single time. <laughs> well, one of the one of the things that my sister kind of introduced me to, and, and it's not very often that I do it, but uh, Jameson and, and ginger ale. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. I, the one thing that I do is I'll, I'll drink various brands because it really varies from person to person. You know, like I, I mean, like everybody else, I'd rather drink like a gray goose or, or better of vodka. But you know, a lot of times, especially when I hang out with John, I'll go over to John's and John will have a fucking $8 gallon of fucking paramount orange blend <laughs> or some shit. You know, some absolute horse shit that Jason in the chat room probably sold him <laughs> right. while he's working his liquor job. Exactly. You know? and, and so, you know, but uh, but that doesn't stop me. It's not like I'll be like, hey, wait a minute. That's not good enough for me. I'll be right there pounding them down. Right. You know, because it still gets you fucked up. And yeah. that ultimately is the goal. Yeah. Well, you know, when when I drink uh, the vodka, I, I typically will drink like Tito's or Sky. Mm-hmm. that's that's usually my choice if i have a choice sure but you know other than that i don't drink uh what is it like pinnacle i guess they call it pinnacle or some cheap shit paramount. yeah something like real cheap shit i i would never drink that stuff paramount is the bush light of, of vodka <laughs> that's for sure i'll take your word for it it's fucking garbage i mean i'm sure there's something even cheaper than that but paramount is pretty goddamn cheap it's it's real rot gut shit. It's awful. <laughs> and the first, the first, you know what? It's that kind. And you won't know this because you're not a hard drinker. No. But it's the kind. It's the kind of alcohol that us real drinkers, us us guys that drink specifically for getting really fucked up, will have that bottle at the house. But we'll also have a bottle of something good, and we'll do two or three drinks of the good stuff until your mouth burns out a little bit. <laughs> And then we switch to the Paramount because then it's just about pouring it in as much as you fucking right. can. So, so you got our taste for the good stuff. And then after that, your, your, your taste buds are dulled. So it doesn't matter if you're drinking the shit stuff. 
Exactly. Well, you know, one it, it just depends on how how strong you're making the drinks. But if you make two or three really strong drinks out of a good out of a good tasting thing, your your mouth does go a little bit numb, or you know, you you taste the you taste the bite a lot less by after the third drink. So that's when you switch to the cheap shit, and then you can go all night on a ten dollar bottle of fucking Perry. Well, there it's you all go. good. Well, the quote <laughs> Pink Floyd: "You're comfortably numb." Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Well, that's that's interesting that there is a method to the madness when it comes to the drinking habits. Dude, I I, I do that with beer too. I mean, my my favorite beer, and, and this will show you what a non-beer slob, beer snob I am. Total beer slob. <laughs> All right, not a beer snob. Uh, my favorite beer of choice has always been Coronas with lime in it. All right, you know, which is I mean, it's it's cheap beer. It, let's call it what it is. I know it costs more than a you know Miller Lite. But it's cheap beer. Yeah, you're, you're very pedestrian, your taste, Chris. Yeah, exactly. But so what I'll do is I'll drink like three, maybe four Coronas, and then I'll switch to Miller Lite. And then I'll drink Miller Lite all night. Because after the first three or four, I don't taste that goodness anymore anyway. I'm just chugging them. <laughs> so I might as well just chug something that's just fucking a step above piss water. <laughs> nice. You know, it's still got alcohol in it, and ultimately, that's all I'm looking for is to pour as much booze in as I can. Sure. Well, I knew a girl uh, back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, her, mm-hmm. her drink, of course, was uh, the Corona with the lime. Sure. And she also smoked uh, Marlboro Lights. Ugh. And I used to joke with her. It's like, man, there is nothing like kissing a girl who's been chugging uh, Coronas and smoking Marlboro Lights all night. Jesus. Her breath must have smelled like a cornfield. <laughs> it's just like holy shit. Uh, it's like there is nothing like that stench wafting off of a girl who's been who's been just imbibing with the uh, coronas and smoking all night. So it's like, man, you reek. But see, that's why you just got to drink more than they do, so that you <laughs> so it's not a big deal. And and that's the funny thing. Back then, I didn't even drink at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you probably dumped her quick. Oh, yeah. Either that or you walked around with a toothbrush in your pocket. <laughs> exactly. Here, honey, I'm going to make out with you. Take care of this. <laughs> I don't know, man. What it, what it is with uh, these chicks who smoke and drink, it's just like, oof, boy. Yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough proposition for me. No. I was always the one that drank the most, so I'm going to be honest. I never noticed. <laughs> of course you didn't notice oh dude even even a couple of years ago this will tell you how how crazy i i get to be sometimes remember i told you about that time that our friend annette just grabbed me at the at oh the, yeah uh, yeah at the at the at the football game oh at the piercy show oh, that's right that her, her her then boyfriend now husband was with her <laughs> her fiance yeah. was horrible yeah 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 she just walked up to me and fucking stuck her tongue in my mouth and and i just was like whoa all right, cool. And literally, I wasn't freaked out about it. I wasn't. I didn't care because I was a little bit looped up. And I just looked at her and said, "Well, are you going to buy me a drink now?" Joking, and she went and bought me a drink, so it was all good. <laughs> yeah, I'll give a shit. I'm a whore. I know it. <laughs> well, you know that just that just takes me back to the the, the club days. You know when I was living in California. Right. And it seemed like uh, pretty much the the norm for any 
you know, girl I encountered, right. you know, at the club was every one of them smoked and every one of them drank. And it was just like, ugh. yeah, this is a big turnoff. Right. That's why that's I think that was uh, aside from the AIDS scare. I think mm-hmm. that was another reason why I never became a promiscuous person and just took one of them home because it was just like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that. Please. I treated the AIDS scare like the coronavirus. <laughs> I know just you plain, plain ignored it. <laughs> I know you did, but it was just such a turnoff. I was like, whatever. Again, I was 20 years old. I say the same shit I had. I say now, if I get that AIDS, that's just going to have to kill me. <laughs> Because I'm diving into that pussy. I have cars. <laughs> Did not care. I remember I, that the big scare happened like 85, 86, 87. Like 86, 87 is when it really got. Well, that's like, that's when they really understood what it was. And I remember I was in Korea and my mom, I had called home and my mom knew that I was a Bon Jovi fan at the, at the time. And she had heard some bullshit that Bon Jovi had AIDS. <laughs> and so, so she had told me this. And I remember telling her specifically on the phone, I was like, well, it's not going to stop me from listening to Bon Jovi. <laughs> and, and it didn't. And it, it, it didn't then. And now that he's proven to be gay, I still listen to him every once in a while. <laughs> he's proven to be gay? Oh, I mean, you've seen him and heard him. He's proven it to me. <laughs> well, he's proven that uh, he does stuff that I don't necessarily enjoy, but I don't know that of his sexual preference. Well, again, that's 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 my interpretation. Oh, of him. okay. It's not the legal interpretation. Right. It's my interpretation. Of sure. Him. Well, I think I think with a statement like that, you're openly, uh, you know, admitting to be a homophobe. Yeah, I am. I am. So, I don't want to be around another man sucking a cock. Right. Well, I, Sorry, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. That. I'm going to have to distance myself from you as a friend because, uh, you know, I can't have friends who are, are bigoted that way. Well, that's fine. After this round interview, you can kick me off the show. I'm good. <laughs> because, you know, certainly I cannot be uh, associated with someone who has politically incorrect thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Believe me, I'm ready to be distanced from you, from my family, from everybody. I'm ready to be distanced to just my fucking room and my my cable and my YouTube. Well, I'm Give glad, I'm glad you of- threw me in there with your family. Jesus. Well, yeah, you can stay away just like my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have not, uh, I have not had, I've had very little contact with you this week. Yeah, I don't think we talked at all, did we? We didn't talk at all. I, I, we exchanged a few texts, but that's about it. Yeah. No, we were, you were, you were doing whatever worky stuff. And I was interviewing another 10 bands and starting a new podcast and doing all kinds of shit. Yeah, you did. You knocked out a lot of interviews this week. I think I did eight or nine more. Well, you, you talked to some pretty good people this week. Yeah. This week was pretty, pretty good. I got some upper scale people. I talked to witch skull. I know who, <laughs> who? witch skull. <laughs> That was for the other podcast, but, but yeah, no, I did. Um, I, I talked to, who did I talk to this week? Jeff Keith. That was pretty good. That, well, that's, that's, I would say that was up upper, you know, upper echelon as well as Axel Rudy Pell. Axel Rudy Pell was fun as always. He's so funny. I told him at the beginning of the interview, I was like, dude, I know you swear a lot. Go for it. Swear away. 
and he said fuck like four times. But every time he does, you'll hear it too. When when it hits, he goes, he goes, oop oop. I'm sorry. I mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like shit. Like shit is any different than fuck, right? He goes, he goes. So I was doing this fucking. I mean shit. <laughs> he was cracking me. Up. He's he's a fun dude. I like that guy. He's so energetic. He's a he's a good dude, man. I like Axel. Well, I like his music. Obviously, I'm a big fan. Uh, I like the fact that he uh, works with Johnny Gioli. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Rondinelli. Bobby yeah. Rondinelli's his drummer. Yeah. So, talk about some world class fucking players. But, Jesus Christ! But that guy puts out so much music in such a short time. It's just absolutely amazing. I even said that to him. I said, dude, I can count on a couple of things. One of them is that every 18 months, I'm going to get a new Axel Rudy Pell record. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, he, he does not even like, he doesn't really write all the time either. You would think a guy that produces music like that would be writing music all the time. He told me he doesn't. He said, he said he waits till it's time. He might save riffs on his phone like all guitar players do, but he just waits till it's time to do an album, and then he just sits down and writes 10 songs, and then he sends, you know, he brings over Bobby Rondinelli, and they record him, and then they send it to Johnny to to push to figure out the melodies. He even writes all the lyrics. I was like, damn. You're quite the musician, aren't you? Well, obviously, that, that is his passion, right? Yeah, that's his deal. It is. So, you know, I've been an Axel Rudy Pell fan for many, many years. And, and uh, I like the fact that he's very, very consistent in putting out great music. And he's got a great uh, lineup of players. And, yep. you know, you, you can't uh, go wrong with Johnny Gioli as your vocalist because, holy shit, that guy is amazing on vocals. He's amazing on vocals. Pell's an amazing guitar player. Rondinelli's an amazing drummer. It's just a great band. I mean, you know, if if, if Deep Purple would have had uh, Axel Rudy Pell as their guitarist instead of that hack Richie Blackmore, they could have probably been a be- bigger and better band. Yeah, they they certainly would have been better with that with that singer instead of that fucking awful Ian Gillen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I like the fact that uh, Axel Rudy Pell endorses the CMS as the greatest show on earth. <laughs> How funny was that? Well, here we go. Hi, this is Axel Perry. You're listening to the Classic Metal Show, the best show on earth. There we go. We're the best show on earth. Best show on earth. Yeah. And I didn't coach him. I just said, you know, I they always ask me what what I want them to say, and I just say, I don't care what you say. Just say whatever and the Classic Metal Show. Yeah, we are the Snapple of, uh, you know, podcasts. That's right. The best <laughs> stuff on earth. Yeah, there it is. Does Snapple even exist? I think it does, but it's been very, very degraded. <laughs> they used Ever to have so- that. They used to have that fat chick, uh, that brunette fat chick, who used uh, to be the Snapple chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now it's just Quaker bought them, and it just went right to shit. Of course, anytime, just, anytime you get some major corporation involved, it always goes to hell. Well, they stop promoting it. Is what it, Snapple still. I because every once in a while I'll go out of my way if I if I'm in a store and I that's been years now since I've been in one but if I happen to be in a store that does like a gas station that has Snapple I'll grab the Snapple and it's still the best shit out there it by far as far as tea goes their 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 iced tea is always better than that fucking shitty Lipton or <laughs> Nesty ear you know Arizona all that shit is garbage compared to Snapple right Snapple's the bomb. 
So uh, we are the uh, Snapple of podcast or metal podcast because we are the best, the best stuff on earth. Yeah. <laughs> According to Axel Rudy Pell. Well, he would know. That's, that is a high endorsement. We'll take that endorsement. <laughs> I'll take any endorsement. <laughs> really, at this point. <laughs> I mean, who am I to be choosy or picky? Look, we were awful happy to get that Bow Wow Wow endorsement, let me tell you. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> we were thrilled. <laughs> I'm still thrilled. Yeah, amen. <laughs> so are you feeling a little bit better now after about uh, 45 minutes worth of chatter? No, I'm ready to go. Oh, really? <laughs> All right, after Ron's over, we'll call the, call it a night. Uh, I'm here now. Now I got to... Now we got to do it because unfortunately we're fine. We're financing. We're financed by the fans for fucking CMS TV. So oh, God damn it. Give them fucking five hours of shit. Yeah. And and where is that big paycheck? I haven't seen that in my bank account yet. Oh, if you want me to start splitting those $30 checks, with, <laughs> I'll be happy to do that. It's a, it's a real, it's a real financial winner. Well, when that Spreaker bill comes up in June, I'm going to need a little financial, uh, bailout. Well, talk to your government. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'll just pay it. If you want me to I pay it now. Is it due? No, it's June. Okay. I'll pay it. That big, that big $550 bill on June. I'll pay it. That's fine. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll wrap it into my pinball PA bankruptcy. No problem. <laughs> I lost I lost fifty thousand dollars here and five hundred fifty on our podcast. Right. <laughs> You're gonna have to do an itemized deduction as to uh what needs to be covered now. That's right. <laughs> you know, that podcast that I was doing to to promote pinball <laughs> by swearing and telling dick jokes. <laughs> I saw somebody was in there in the chat room early before the show started about asking about pinball PA. Aren't you pissed, Chris? How come you're not more angry about it? Yeah, and I answered it. And I, I, mean, and I like your answer. It's just like, so am, is getting angry about it, is that going to make anything better? Is that going to make it fix it? Is that, is that going to make anything, uh, you know, is that going to make me whole? And here, let me bang on the desk. There. How much? How much more money did I just make by doing that? Right, I'm upset. God damn yeah. it! I, I and I don't know. I don't care who knows it. I'm mad. I'm very mad. I'm upset. God damn it! Look, I'm not going to be that meme of the crying at idiot. You know, fucking stuff happens. You know, if, believe me, if I if Pinball PA does not recover from this, which there's a good chance it doesn't. You know, if it doesn't come back from this thing, guess what? I won't be the only one that fucking fails with a business because of the coronavirus. So who gives a shit? You know, if it fails, I'll start something else. I'm not the kind of person that just fucking loses money. You know, I know how to make money. I've already got a plan if it fails. I've already got irons in the fire to do something different if it happens. You know, so fuck it. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I know, but... I find it funny that people are singly focused on, on your personal business. Yeah. Don't worry so, about my personal business. What about business. you, Chris? What's going on over there? Look, just worry about if I make you laugh a couple hours. <laughs> exactly. that, don't fucking worry about it. Exactly. How about that? Don't fucking worry about it. How come you're not more angry, Chris? Yeah, I'll tell you why I'm not. Because I'm not coming to the show to talk about fucking politics and business <laughs> for five hours. 
I'm here to tell dick jokes. Right. That's what I do. You want to hear that stuff? Go, you know, go, go to a, I don't know, an Aliquippa town meeting or something. You can hear all about all the businesses like Pinball PA that fucking are getting fucked in the ass by the Governor Wolf. You know, go ahead. Yeah. Fuck. But I, I agree with you, though. It's just like, so getting upset is going to help this? How? What is it going to do? Yeah. I promise you my partner in this is upset about it. And his being upset and my not being upset, neither one has produced any fucking government bailout money. So... <laughs> Don't fucking worry about it. Right. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. That's all you can do is just fucking do your thing and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. That's, you know, sometimes there are things that you can't control. And, and, you know, if it's because of your own uh, folly or whatever, that's one thing of kicking yourself in the ass. But in other, in other things that uh, really have, you have no control over. There's really no sense in stressing out your system over something that uh, you you can't do anything about. I know. I, I refuse to do it, and I, I, apparently I'm supposed to be pissed off about it or something. Yeah, because, but, but what are you going to do about it? I, but I've been getting the question a lot. I've been getting it from friends. My mom hit me this week with a, do you have a plan? What are you going to do? And I'm like, no, don't worry about it. You know, I'm not going to lose my house, so don't fucking worry about it. You know, in the end, that's all I care about anyway. I don't really give a flying fuck about any of the businesses. All I care about is that my I fucking keep a roof over my head and internet. Well, the whole thing is, is that your your livelihood does mm-hmm. not depend on pinball PA. No, that's it just, does uh, that's a little, a, but I, well, well, but it's a side thing for you for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I, I, Aiken IT pays the bills, and Aiken IT is doing as good as it's ever done. It's, exactly, it's not affected an ounce by fucking. Cocksucking coronavirus. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't hurt me at all. Exactly. You know. Been fine. Well, not not that these things are gonna come to fruition, but you know, just this week alone mm-hmm. I I wrote up quotes for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of business. Well, keep two trailers for me. I might need somewhere to live. <laughs> like, like I said, I not that they'll come to fruition, but the fact is, is that regardless of what's going on out there, I'm still mm-hmm. writing up quotes for, uh, con, you know, potential business. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of money out there to make. Dude, the bottom line is, is if you know how to do it, there's money to be made. Of course. Period. You know, but, but what, people, what's people, encouraging for me, what's encouraging for me is that people are not being scared off by what's going on now once people get over i I, i'm a true believer that fucking the states are going to open up it's going to be really shitty for about a month and then it'll be fine you know i think all this shit about canceling concerts until 2021 well i mean live nation the shit is going to do all that stuff you know because they're a bunch of big fucking faggots (laughs) but you know in the end it's not necessary basically by july 1st everybody's gonna be back out and dealing with it course you know and and by that point people are just not going to be afraid of it anymore you know and and you know my whole thing is i'm not i'm not willing to to deal with you know any of the nonsense that fucking cocksucking governor wolf in pennsylvania is saying that we have to do well you have to maintain 10 feet but or six feet between your customers and they have to wear masks i'm like fuck you you better fucking hire me some staff to manage that because I'm not managing that. Fuck off. I'm not providing masks and gloves either. 
You come in here, you take your own risk of dying, motherfucker. Yeah. Your and and the problem. chances are that the uh, demographic that uh, would go to pinball PA, they're not in danger. Yeah. And even if they are, fuck you. Roll the <laughs> dice. You're in just as much danger to get in the car to get to pinball PA. So shut up. Right. You know, a bunch of fucking drunk hillbillies that live out there in Aliquippa, for God's sakes. Believe me, the, the number one business in Aliquippa is alcohol. So... I, I I would say you got more of a chance of getting hit by a drunk driver or being a drunk driver than you do a fucking dying from COVID while you're playing Iron Maiden pinball. Right. Well, here here's something that I heard this week, which we actually I wanna I wanna say that we were on the cutting edge of. All right. I heard a statistic this week that you are more likely to be involved in a um traffic fatality mm-hmm. on your way to work than you would be by the coronavirus and we said that actually like three weeks ago yeah what's true i mean you get you get how many deaths a year of, of car accidents yeah but but now that the data is coming in and they kind of understand where things stand that that was the statistic that was thrown out this week and i kind of laughed to myself i was just like holy shit we called that like three weeks ago. I just, I don't know. I don't know why everybody's so worried about what I'm doing. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Well, because you know, people live vicariously through your and my life because we make it public. How about this? If you haven't been to Pinball PA, then don't ask me about Pinball PA. <laughs> well, I agree with that. How about that? It doesn't affect your life. It does not affect your life. If you haven't been there, then you don't get to ask me. Exactly. Just go fuck yourself <laughs> on PA, non-pinball PA going motherfucker. Right. Staying at home playing your Xbox, you cocksucking fuckers. <laughs> well, I like I like the fact that you've uh, maintained your humorous side uh, through regardless of what's going on out there. Uh, yeah. And as you know, I've got other shit going on that's really fucking a lot darker than this. So, <laughs> you know, you know, of course. My, with my one friend and believe it or not, I have another situation that I won't talk about on the air. I'll tell you off the air, but you know, I have another situation equally bad. If you can believe that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a, a walking ball of sunshine right now. Right. Well, I do. I also have something to share with you off air too, because of something recent, somebody that you know, or, People that okay. you know or have uh, had interaction with on a personal level. All right. Yeah. Let me know. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, life goes on, as Poison would say. Yeah. And it's miles away. <laughs> that's Winger. No, that's Poison. That's, that's Life Goes On. All right. I, I thought. Life goes on because yeah. you're miles away and I'm with you or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> Give me some of that. Give me some poison. Some poison. Fans Life right. goes on. It's on flesh and blood. Yeah, of course. Yeah, give me some of that. Since since we want to treat the fans well tonight, give us a little poison. <laughs> well, you know, in this uh, time of need and despair, yeah. we're, we're finding out that uh, Brett Michaels is a um, is a uh, sage. Is he? Yeah. You know, with those lyrics alone. Oh yeah, he sure is. 
I mean, because when I think of uh, hard times and difficult times, I think of Brett Michaels. Yeah, I don't. Because, uh, you know, those words and that music uh, gets me through the day. Because you know you want it. <laughs> exactly. I saw you. feel the uh, positivity there i feel it's better than lover boy <laughs> well that's the uh, that, that goes without saying <laughs> <laughs> definitely better than lover boy right and that was one of your favorites yeah that was sure yeah i like that album though actually which Flesh one it's pretty good yeah well that was actually my favorite poison album if i have to pick one I like I, I would say my favorite was Native Tongue just because it was like heavier. But you know, and and I like that song, um was it um Seven Days Over You? That was pretty good. But um Flesh and Blood was okay. Wasn't bad. The the one before it was okay. First one sucked. Everything after sucked. Well, I, a- you know, I, I would have to put a Holly Weird right up next to uh, Flesh and Blood for me. I'll put it up next to the entire Loverboy catalog. For me. That's fucking awful. Yeah, but uh, as far as Poison goes, uh, if I were to listen to any Poison album, it definitely would be Flesh and Blood for me. And then Holly Weird? No, I'm just being funny about that. Jesus. I was say, dude, did anybody like Holly Weird? Well, Randy oh. Trask did. My mom has got a squeeze box. Ugh. Because be the because worst. the envelope is right here. Is Georgetta is is this the envelope right here? This is the uh, this is the record, right? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Too fucking funny. Yeah, that cover of Squeezebox was arguably the worst song, worst cover of all time. Just terrible. You remember that? Yes, of course. Cause she's playing all night. He's trying to put on a fucking hillbilly accent too. Ugh. Just terrible. Straight garbage. <laughs> I know everything there is to know about Brett Michaels. I'm ready to do the interview. Put him on. Yeah. Put him through. Uh, you haven't heard those 30 seconds of music. You got it. Well, you know, he, uh, Chris is at work right now. You can call him and tell, let him know that uh, I was authorized to talk to Brett. Yeah. Nope. Not good enough. Nope. Beat it. Nope. You're going to have to listen to the 30 second clips before I can let you talk to the great Brett. 
Yeah, beat it. This guy's a special talent. Not anybody gets to speak to him. Right. <laughs> so great. I wonder if he still has that publicist. I don't know. He, he always had her, but po- but the rest of Poison always had somebody else. So I wonder if he still has her or not. I don't remember her name. Cunty cunt face is what I used to remember her as. <laughs> Cunty cunt face. Uh, I think that was her name. All right. Well, that's probably your name. It sounds like a very Hollywood, uh, very uh, talent agency type name. Cunty cunt face. Yeah. The cunt face talent agency. Exactly. All right. Well, our good friend uh, Ron Keel uh-huh. is probably waiting in the wings. Yeah, probably. And uh, are we calling him or is he calling us or what's the deal? I don't have any idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you were the one who was arranging all this. Look, I wasn't very focused on doing, doing show tonight. You call him. You've got his number. I got his number. Yeah, I'll call him. All right. Well, um, Ron Keel is coming up. Uh, Would you like to pick something from the Ron Keel or the Keel catalog? I'm going from the newest album, okay, uh, South by South Dakota, and he and the fans are going to hate me for it. I don't really give a fuck. He covered my all-time favorite Leonard Skinner song, which is uh, a, a, actually a newer song called Red, White, and Blue, Okay, which is by a lot my favorite Leonard Skinner song, and he did a nice job with it, so play that one. Okay. So he's do- doing Skinnerty, man. Yep, yeah, pal. All right. Uh, we'll play some uh, Skinnerd covered by Ron Keel through from Jacksonville, Florida, all the way to uh, South Dakota. That's right. And uh, we'll listen to some Ron Keel. We'll get Ron on the show. We'll find out what's going on with him as he uh, battles through this uh, coronavirus and this lockdown like the rest of us. Sounds good. And Ron always has some good things to say. So, uh, and plus he's a fan of ours. Yeah. He likes us a little bit. Yeah. We, we like, uh, we like to have people on that are fans of ours. Yeah, of course. We, we're not necessarily fans of theirs, Mm -hmm. but as long as they're fans of ours, that's what matters. That's why we have four guests. (laughs) (laughs) That's why our guests are always Doc and Keel and, um, Eric Farantinos. Exactly. That's it. That's it. The rest of us, yeah, they could take us or leave us. Yeah, exactly. They're like, ah, fuck those guys. All right. All right. Well, here's uh, Ron Keel doing a cover of Leonard Skinnerd, Red, White, and Blue. And we'll talk to Ron here in a couple of minutes. So here it is exclusively here. On your classic metal shoe. 